You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far, he'll change your oil or fix your flat. And you'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, get away from the computer and hit it. Well, good morning, and I hope everybody's having a great time today. Uh, Terry O'Keefe is with us this morning. Terry is with OMVIC, the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council, and we have some interesting stuff to talk about. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. I'm great. Thanks. Good. And Trevor Hutchison is going to join us from Crown because Make-A-Wish. Mm-hmm. They have a car wash to raise money for Make-A-Wish. Well, Terry would like to Make-A-Wish. Which is that all the bad guys would go away. (laughs) You know, we were talking about it in the green room prior, and it's like as hard as they try, they just keep coming more and more and more and more. And and they have even crazier schemes to beat the public. Oh, you're talking about the computer scandal? Well, there's so many different ways, (laughs) my God. The stuff that Terry's going to talk about is going to blow your mind. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, recall from Dodge, uh, the, the new Rams. For 13, 14, and 15 Rams, over a million and a half of trucks are being recalled for safety items. Mm-hmm. New stuff, uh, you can carry your insurance and stuff like that on your phone, and the police are supposed to say, yeah, that's okay. And we're going to go through a whole bunch of stuff, but we're not going to mention Volkswagen. Oh, no, not, not this week? I'm not mentioning Volkswagen. Wait, but I think there was a settlement. Well, there's always a settlement. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Every one I read, Volkswagen settles here, Volkswagen settles there. But I got to tell you, I was behind one the other day. <laughs> Where they ever decided they were clean cars, yeah. I'll never know. Well, it's like in the United States. What a stink, and I wanted oh, to tell a guy. And I forgot to tell you, I bought a car, but we'll tell you about that later. A, bu- a Volkswagen? No, I didn't. I bought, well, because the wife wasn't with me. So you bought right? the car you wanted. I bought the car I wanted, which wasn't the car she wanted, but we'll talk about that later. How would you know that? <laughs> Anyways, this is <laughs> Dave's Corner Garage. If you've got a car care question. I don't sleep with you, Al. <laughs> stick around. We'll be right back. Alrighty, welcome to Dave's Corner Garage. Just want to tell you a quick story. He just came back from Florida. Florida. We have a we bought a little condo down there, and I had to go down and fix the AC. But because the wife wasn't there, and because I needed transportation, and you were paying, and uh, that's the good reason. So I we were just talk, talking about buying a car and leaving it in Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she said to me, "Buy whatever you want." 
right? I don't want to hear about it anymore. Buy whatever you want. So I went out and I bought myself a Mustang convertible. That's not what she wanted. No. So she said, why'd you buy that? <laughs> <laughs> so, but here's what's interesting was that you can buy a car in Florida with a Canadian driver's license. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to getting insurance, they balk away. They, they, they balk against getting insurance. Well, so hang on. So you were able to transfer the car into your name. Right. But you couldn't put plates on it, could you? No, no, I had trouble getting insurance. Luckily, I had a motorcycle down there for seven years, and I went to the to Allstate. But I had to get a Canadian abstract to show my driving record, and they even talked to my Canadian insurance company to see how I existed. And the bottom line is, they finally gave me insurance. But the second thing is, in Florida, they only give you up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars public liability. Mm-hmm. And I'm going. This is the U.S. So you have to buy a private coverage. Another, I spend another 400 bucks for another $2 million of, of personal liability to cover myself and my wife. So if there's any overages on the insurance policy, bingo, they would cover you. So when you're buying down there, either you get a Florida driving license or do what I did, get your Canadian insurance company to verify your policy. So uh, interesting stuff. It was a great experience. Drove the car for about 300 miles, parked it in the garage, and I'll see it in over the winter. <laughs> and, you, and the wife hasn't stopped complaining about it no, either. Why'd you buy that car? Nobody can get the back seat. <laughs> I says, you know, Barb, I'll wear earmuffs. <laughs> you, know, you know, before I, when we were on air, you said to me, your wife says, how come you don't talk to me like when we were dating? Yeah. <laughs> well, so when you were dating, you'd go in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> My back still hurts. I can't talk about it. <laughs> Terry, we have a problem with uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, we um, issued a, a, an immediate suspension order to uh, a, a dealership in the Sioux. It's only the second time we've actually taken a, that wow. step uh, to immediately shut down the dealer. And we would only use that authority if we thought that consumers were, were at risk. And uh, it was Personal Touch Auto Limited on Great Northern Road. And the allegations that are contained in our order and our proposal now to revoke that dealership's registration was that they were selling vehicles with liens. They were taking vehicles in on trade as part of that deal. Of course, it was they were buying a new car and refinancing. The loan on the trade-in should have been paid out, and they weren't. The dealer was making monthly payments or biweekly payments, and this had gone on for a long time, we're learning. And, uh, you know... Paying consumers were paying for warranties, and the dealer wasn't submitting the the money to the warranty company, so they had no protection. Uh, we we had allegations that the banks had forwarded money to the dealership for the delivery of a vehicle, and the vehicle wasn't delivered to the consumer. And uh, so these were very very serious complaints, big money, and uh, so we had to use that authority to uh, to immediately suspend the dealer, and he has until May nineteenth to appeal that order. Now, apparently, and, and now that it's gone big time, it was in the media and everything, a whole lot more people have come out of the woodwork, eh? Absolutely. Since uh, since the news release went out and we also took out a, a consumer protection notice in their daily newspaper because mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure consumers knew this dealer's license is suspended. Do not do business with this dealer. Don't give them a vehicle to sell on consignment because there was also consignment deals, vehicles being sold and not the money not being given to the consumer. And uh, so we now have... And, of course, these haven't been verified, but we've received 60 complaints in total from consumers now. Now, I guess if there's any good news to, to, to come out of this is that, of course, because this, this guy was a registered dealer, these people who bought cars are, are covered. Now, are they going to be covered for all their losses or, or do you guys sort of limit it? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, when you buy a vehicle from a registered dealer in this province, most of the time things go really well. But in these rare instances like this, when the train goes off the tracks, um, consumers are protected up to $45,000. 
And that's not for the dealership. That's per consumer. Mm -hmm. So if a consumer had a vehicle that had, you know, they bought a vehicle and it had a lien on it from from a dealer, they would be protected up to $45,000. And so, yes, it's unfortunate these things have happened. But the fact that it was a registered dealer that was involved actually means these consumers are going to be protected. Do you actually get these guys out of the business or do they open up in the wife's name or do they open up in uh, the cousin's name? Oh, that's – yeah. Well, we've issued a proposal to revoke. Uh-huh. And if if we do revoke the license, if he doesn't appeal or if he does appeal and we're successful at the license appeal tribunal, uh, two conditions would have to be met before – anyone could come back into the industry in the, in these situations. Two years have to have passed and it has to be clear that the material circumstances that led to the revocation have changed. Oh, okay. And so let's say though you, any, any, if it was me and I said, okay, I'm out but I'll get a dealership in my wife's name, OMVIC would look at that application for my wife and say I would be an interested party in that dealership and that would be grounds to deny the license to my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are safeguards within the legislation to try and prevent exactly that from happening. Interesting. And how many dealers are in Ontario? 8,000. Uh, Ontario alone? 8,000 dealers and 28,000 salespeople in this province, and they're all registered with OMVIC. And So how many problems have we had? Very few, actually. Well, you know, last year, 1.2 million vehicles sold, only 956 formal complaints. It's actually a remarkable statistic. It is remarkable. So what we're trying to say is that the dealership you're dealing with, you really can trust the guy. It's really rare that there's a situation like this. Yeah, we, we like to say we regulate the bottom 20% of the industry. The bottom you know, you're the, the Most, most yeah. of the dealers, you know, they're interested in providing good service, good vehicles, and they want repeat business. And they need a lot of money invested, so they want to protect it too. Absolutely. Right. right. Okay, it's Dave's Corner Garage. I'll take us out. All right, Anita's on the phone. She's calling in from Font Hill. She's got a Honda CRV with a problem. And, uh, and Nihal has got a Buick with, that's in Brampton. He's doing something funny. Well, let's check that out right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Give us a call right now. Okay, uh, it's Dave's Corner Garage. And something interesting I ran across this week, Mitsubishi Electric has pleaded guilty to price rigging. On what? Uh, in the p- car parts that they supply to car manufacturers. Right. So they get in cahoots with all these other guys, and uh, they had to pay $13.4 million in fines. And I thought, hey, was this common? And according to the Competition Bureau, it's very common for these guys to rig the prices uh, for the car parts. So you Exactly. To... Look at the names here. You've got Denso, you've got Panasonic, you've yeah. got all these major corporations. And they're all millions of dollars in right, fines. Right, right, right. Yeah, but when the fines get levied, how does that help Bob, who paid too much for a part, you know? Bob's out on a string. That's a too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, eh? So the, there's tons of fines. I'm going to try and get these guys uh, to come and call, give us a call uh, and talk about it. I thought here, um, the Yezak Corporation, Y-A-Z-A-K-I Corporation, was fined $30 million for rigging bids on wire harnesses, mm. right? So they get together and they do their little, little stick there and... Uh, the manufacturers get hooked, and we do too. Let's go to the phones. Okay, we're going to go to uh, Anita, who's calling in from Font Hill. Anita, you're Honda CRV. What's the matter? Hi. Hi. Well, my uh, I'm having a problem with the release button on the gear shift. Uh-huh. Uh, occasionally it locks. So you can't get the car out of park, is that right? Right. Okay. And I, I have um, a valet key that I use to... Uh, Oh, there's a little box that you put the key in and you wiggle it around and it releases it. Yes, on the shift. And I'd like to know what's causing it to to um, jam up. Uh, well, what 
possible thing is that see what what why you have an interlock is that they don't want people to put the car into gear when your foot's not on the brake. Right. So, so the main uh, component here yep. is the actual brake light switch. Um, so what you need to do is the next time it happens is if you've got somebody with you, have them go behind the car and see if in fact your brake lights are coming on. Okay. You know, when, when you're trying to disengage the shifter, uh, you may see that they're not. And if that's the case, because uh, I think it's actually um, Kia or Hyundai is having a major problem with that right now. Hyundai. And they're changing these brake light switches on lots of cars. So, uh, And the other possibility, too, especially we see it in the, in the springtime or, or, you know, through the winter, is because people's boots are so big that periodically uh, that big old boot will kick the brake light switch and, and move it slightly, and then it doesn't work properly. So that's the first thing to look at is check your brake lights. Do you, I will do that. Do you have a little – when it doesn't dis, disengage, do you hear a little click in the, in the shifter? Yes, I do. You do hear. So that's the, the lock popping off. So yeah. you, you don't hear that click, it may that you know it's not going to work. So no, I do that, hear a click. Okay, so yeah. that's usually what the problem is. Is it's okay? Well, I'll look to look to fixing it then. Thank you very much. Great, Anita. Thanks for calling. Have a great yeah. day. Bye-bye. All right, bye bye. All right, All we're going to go to Brampton next and speak to Nihal, who's got a Buick. Uh, Nihal, what can we do for you? Oh, hi, <clears throat> hi. <clears throat> so these <clears throat> two thousand and six. A Buick Rendezvous, which has done about uh, almost 200,000 kilometers. Uh, for the past two years, it has been having this service engine soon uh, light comes up. Uh-huh. It, it sometimes uh, it goes on and it comes up and goes on. Mm-hmm. And now my car is due for emission test. Yes. So uh, I, I took it to a guy and he did the test and said uh, it has to, can be so many reasons, and now uh, you have to do a sort of compression test. And um, uh, it's going to cost me a lot of money, but now, uh, anyway, the car runs very smoothly. There's nothing wrong, but sometimes I I get the uh, yes, or it smell from behind some. Not always. And what's the best I can do, uh, Dave? Frustration. Is the check engine light on now? Yeah. Is the check engine light on right now? Uh, yes. Okay, well, what you can do is everybody is still, even though they've changed the rules, everybody can get a conditional pass. So the fellow that, that looked at your car, that, that it, so they failed it. Did they do a diagnostic as well? Did they tell you what's wrong with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> he said you had to do a compression test or something like that. So okay. you have one cylinder down. That's well, what I, again, they, they, they've got to come up with some kind of diagnostic. If at that point they find out that the car is going to cost more than 450 then all you're going to have to pay for is that diagnostic check and any kind of small repair, up to $450. And then you will get your conditional pass. The only downside is, because they've changed the rules, is you can only do that one Once. time, okay? Mm-hmm. So, so like I say, um, you know, in that initial fee that you've paid, hopefully they've come up with some kind of answer and given you an estimate. But, uh, again, the good news is you can still get a conditional pass, um, but by the time uh, two years from now that you're going to have to actually fix the car, or get rid of the car. Thanks now, for calling. Wait, this should explain that the engine light means that one of the sensors in the car is out of whack. No. Is either actual problem? No, or what do you mean it's out of whack? I mean, it's getting, it's getting information. Or it's the sensor itself. Could but be. The, so, but the bottom line is it's not reacting to its environment. It's running on, closed, on open loop. Okay. No closed loop. And that is why it smells. Yeah, so it's not reacting to what the environment is. So if it's cold, it's not giving enough uh, too much fuel. If it's hot, it doesn't adjust. Mm-hmm. So you're not saving any money by not fixing it. Exactly, That's exactly. My point. Oh, you know what? As a matter of fact, I had this discussion yesterday, two days ago, yeah. because I had a customer who'd been driving around forever with a check engine light on. 
And and I said, well, you know, you ought to fix it. And the guy says, well, I don't want to fix it. The car runs okay. Well, in the meantime, he had to go for the mission test. He got it fixed. Within two weeks, he said to me, you know how much better my gas mileage is Yeah, now? exactly. I said, well, duh. You know, if you keep driving with that light on, like you say, the car's in open loop. The computer is not controlling the amount of fuel you're using. You're polluting too much, and you're eating way too much gasoline. There you go. So the so, light's on. Get her fixed. Buy in haste. Repent in leisure. That's my saying to them. Dave's <laughs> <laughs> Corner Garage. Give us a call. If the lines are open, I'm glad to take your calls. And we'll be right back with Terry O'Keefe from Omvic. And we're going to be talking about getting repair estimates. We'll be right back. Wow, man, it's so cool to be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, because it's not, you know, what was it, like 30 80, plus? Well, Monday's 82 degrees, Tuesday's 82 degrees, Wednesday's 82 degrees, the showers, Thursday's <laughs> 82 degrees. And you got your air conditioner working. Yeah, I got everything working. And now you got a cold. People are, you know, without AC, they just, I don't know. Anyways, uh, there have been changes to the Drive Clean uh, Act, and it has affected the purchase of vehicles. Terry, let's talk about that. Yeah, your last caller was talking about drive clean, and and uh, and uh, Alan was right to say, you know, you can get a conditional pass as long as you spend four hundred and fifty dollars on the repair of that vehicle. Right. It used to be you could get consecutive conditional passes every two years. You just kept spending that four hundred and fifty dollars. That changed on May first. Uh, drive clean and the Ministry of the Environment did away with that. So now vehicles, there's no more vehicle e-testing at vehicle transfer. It's just once the vehicle is seven years old and it's the owner's turn every two years for for testing, that's when the car gets tested. So if you're considering buying a car, let's say I own a car and it failed its last e-test, the next time it's supposed to get tested, it's going to have to pass. So if you're going to buy a car, you want to make sure that it, you know, it has the, its last e-test wasn't a conditional pass, mm-hmm. right? You see, in the old days, you know, when when a car <laughs> to, be, to be transferred, you needed a safety standard certificate and you needed to pass the mission test. Mm-hmm. And what the government has said is, no, you don't need to have that anymore. And the problem is, is as Terry was saying, you know, you've got a car, for example, needs a catalytic converter. Well, that's a thousand dollars on yep. the light side, okay? So the used car dealer or anybody selling the car, private private even, sellers, yep, yeah, you, you know, you can buy a thirty dollars scan tool, shut the light off. And then sell the car. And then, unfortunately, you know, you, you bought here a $3,000 car because you're on a budget. And then you find out three days later, because guess what? The light pops back on, that you need to add another 1000 or $1,500 to what you paid for it. That's right. So if you're going to buy a car that's over seven years old or seven years old or older, right. Drive Clean has made available on its website. Just look up Drive Google Drive Clean. A searchable list. You just need the VIN of the vehicle. And you can find out the e-test history of that vehicle. And you'll be actually be able to tell on its last test, did it get the conditional pass? And if it did, then there's a good possibility you're going to be on the hook for repairs before it'll pass another test. Does it really happen, though, in reality? I mean, they go in there and they're all starry-eyed. And, uh, you know, they see the car and it's shiny. It's all covered in, in, in armor all. And I drove it and it ran great. Well, you know what? Around. I can guarantee exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Because as a person who certifies cars... You know, uh, you, you know what's going to happen. Uh, Buddy's going to sell the car and get the call two days later and say, "You know what? That car your that you sold me, I got a problem with." And the dealer or the the, the, the you know the private seller is going to say, "Well, I don't know. I didn't certify it. Go back to the guy that certified it and see if he'll help you out." <laughs> Which, of course, he doesn't. It's not his responsibility. 
And then the customer or the buyer is in limbo, and, and he doesn't know what to do, and there's no quick answer. So as a, you know, a, as a, a nice guy and, and one, someone who wants to give the consumer some good advice, I probably almost tell everybody, if you're buying an older car um, because the government doesn't need you to have a safety uh, an emission test anymore, it may be worth the 30 bucks because that's all it costs. To get it done. Go get it done. Can you just do it? Oh, absolutely. You can pay and have the e-test done. Right. You absolutely can. And at, at the very least, if and, and you were right, the people that are buying the $3,000 cars are the ones that are going to be the least able to afford exactly. the $1,000 or $1,500 rep- unexpected repair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the past, we've always said, you know, get a vehicle inspected before you buy it. Exactly. Buy a vehicle history report. And now you need to add to that list, check the e-test history of the vehicle, or as Alan suggested, Pay the 30 bucks and get an e-test done. Now, but we're talking about the scenarios buying it privately, but we're talking about buying it from a dealership. So say I'm on a, on a used car lot and I'm going to buy that car. I like it. I can write any contract subject to me inspecting the emissions history. Add, uh, you could or you could, you could make it if you wanted. You could ask the dealer to have it e-tested. Sure. Yeah, provide me with a past e-test. It, it you know it, it it becomes a negotiation at that point in time, right, yeah. but it's one of those things. I mean, these are vehicles that are seven years older, older, which is two ten. Let's say it'll be a two ten model, and, right? And but it's also you know the vehicle seven years old. It's also the vehicles that are more more likely going to encounter problems. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Right. Now, just a question: Have you seen it yet? It's this law, the law changed much today that the thirteenth thirteen days ago. So oh, okay. this is very very new, and so no, we're not seeing uh, you know consumer complaints about this yet. Uh, but it is something we're monitoring. Right. And so we're trying to give you advice to what to do just so it doesn't happen. Yeah. Right. So and remember that if you're not buying from a registered dealer, you're on your own. Oh yeah. If you're you buy stuck. if you buy privately and something like this happens or anything happens, frankly. You're on your own. There is no consumer protection legislation and, for private sales. Let me tell you this: that uh, I'm always I'm involved in a lot of court cases as a witness. Some of these cases go two years before they settle out. I mean, even if the when the case is over, it's another three to four months before the judge sometimes gives you really a, a, a decision. Well, a lot of times people don't realize that if you're going to sue someone yeah. saying that your car is not safe and drivable, well, guess what? You can't drive it. Right. So have you been using it? Well, no, of course. Well, of course. Well, here, <laughs> right. And I and I've gone to court as well for people, and the guy will say, you know, in the end, three years later, I won, you know, in yeah. court, but I never got my costs back. I I had to go and borrow another ten thousand dollars to buy a car. Couldn't drive the one that I had. Right. You know, had to insure both cars. So it's pretty crazy. Well, I'll give me an example. We had a gal come in once with an oil leak in the transmission. Turns out it was leaking oil because the thing had fallen off the hoist mm-hmm. and the frame was bent. So now she's suing the guy that originally dropped it off the hoist, but it's in its third year and nothing has happened. The so, guy keeps delaying and the guy keeps delaying. And, and He'll end c- up going out of business, chilling up with nothing. Right. And where's the car? Sitting in the driveway, leaking oil. <laughs> with a big stain underneath it. <laughs> That's not funny, but it's the reality is, you know, you get yourself into real Dutch. You should be actually only buying from... Like a registered dealer, at least you've got some help from the guys. It is the safer way to buy. Yep. Okay. We'll be right back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Give us a call on the phone, and uh, we'll be glad to talk to you. By the way, go to davescornergarage.com. Our contest for uh, Las Vegas is ending May the 27th. We're going to be announcing the winner. We've got a lot of entries. Opportunity. And to- I got entries from the States. Why not? 
from all over the bottom of this U.S. So well, because they, you're going to fly them to Las Vegas. Big in Japan. And you're going to put them in a hotel. <laughs> you're going to put them in a Ferrari or the, the dream car of their choice. Yeah. Get to drive around the track and then come home and buy us. Uh, get a set of tires. Dave'sCornerGarage.com. Click the button for entry. Put in your name. If you've double entered, the computer will kick out one of the entries, but you'll definitely be in the contest. <laughs> this all is right. Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right. We're back at Dave's Corner Garage here in uh, the Big Smoke. Exactly. The Big Smoke. When I was up north, they used to call it the Big Smoke, and as you cross seven, it just got gray. Oh, is that <laughs> it? Is that why they call it the Big Smoke? Yeah. Because of the pollution? Yeah, cover the pollution. Wow. Okay, there's an article in the Post, uh, yesterday's Post, actually, about getting estimates on your car for repairs, going to different shops for repairs. And they've run this car through four or five different places, and the money isn't really that far different. It's like 40 or $50 difference. Between well, that's the not bad. No, I thought so, too. So I'm thinking getting estimates is a waste of time, but getting estimates is actually part of getting the car to repair. Yeah, the Consumer Protection Act actually says that if you take your vehicle into a repair facility, not just a dealership, any repair facility, yeah. uh, the repair shop should offer you an estimate. And if they give you an estimate of the repairs, the final bill can't exceed that estimate by more than 10%. Now, there is uh, one exception to that. If you told the repair shop, I don't want an estimate, tell me the maximum repair bill, and they give you that amount, then the final repair bill can't exceed it, not by even one cent. Mm. That's what the CPA says. But the problem also becomes we can't give you an estimate until we start the repair. Alan was talking a story about a guy broke a belt and the pump went out and took out the timing belt and everything else. So I'm saying to you, well, sir, look, I can take it apart, but I can't give you a final estimate until I call you. And and that that's going to happen. I would suggest to any consumer, if that's the case, that when they sign that invoice, when they leave the car, though, that it's not blank. That they've written on there, you know, this is the issue, and and call know, di- diagnose it, and then and then call. Yeah, we exactly. always call for authorization. And if a repair is done, uh, there's a minimum warranty on it. And often consumers don't know that if the repair involves the replacement of a part with a new or reconditioned part, that there's a minimum warranty on that repair of uh, 90 days. Uh, or 5,000 kilometers. Exactly correct, yeah. But here's there's two caveats. One, if you're supplying the part, you're supplying the warranty. That's right. So if you walk in with a transmission and say, here, Al, throw this in, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work, Al's going to say, here's your transmission, and you owe me twice for putting it in and out. Exactly. That's why as a, you know, a, a private <laughs> repair facility, we... we Generally, try to dissuade people from doing that. Yep. You know, as much as you think you're going to save, and you know, we tell them right up front. You know, is, is the um, is the the wrecker or whoever you bought the used part from going to cover the labor? And they go, Oh, I didn't realize though that could possibly happen. That's right, and it absolutely can. And there's an issue that we got involved with was many years ago. Was you'd phone the guy up and you'd say, Look, we need this and this, 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 and this, but the car's sitting in a hoist waiting for you to give us an answer. And that hoist has got to make us money. I mean, we're in the business of selling time. So we instituted a, a thing of $50 an hour if you're not calling back within the hour. Mm, okay. And the uh, truth is we never we never ever had to charge it. But the problem that most mechanics have is some of these cars will sit for half a day and that hoist hasn't been productive and his mechanic has been hanging around waiting for the parts. Well, especially, yeah, if it's an hourly mechanic, a, a guy who's yeah. paid by, by the piece, sure. Right. So, you know, be punctual when you have to call back about your repair and be questionable. Um, when we used to do dash repairs and stuff like I change a heater cable, 
it comes to six or seven hours, but the guy doesn't see anything. We used to take pictures of the repair where the dashboard's on the ground and the whole car is completely stripped. The seats are out of it. Everything's out of it for us to repair this stuff and then put it all back together. And here's your catalog of pictures. And they I, usually go, wow. And they, of course, they had no idea what was involved. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing to consider, too, is that, you know, for many years, and I think it's still the case, you know, for body estimates, uh, for collision estimates, there's no cost for that. Um, but if you're going to ask for a repair cost estimate on a mechanical issue, yeah, uh, there there may in fact there there usually is some cost involved with that. A diagnostic fee, often. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We used to say um, it's eighty-five dollars for a full diagnosis. If you do repairs, there's no charge. Right. right. Yes. And I have to tell you another thing. Your buddy is not your best choice for mechanical uh, advice. <laughs> you for... mean it was like a guy at work here <laughs> said that he once had one of those done, yes. and you're charging too much money. <laughs> exactly, because he wants to be your buddy. <laughs> he doesn't want to be your mechanic. So the reality is, yes, you can do some research, but trust the mechanic that you're working with. Right, or Google it. Yeah, <laughs> that's today's Don't answer. Laugh. I do a lot of stuff at Google because I can't figure something out. Right. Anyways, uh, when we come back, Trevor's going to be talking about Make a Wish. Uh, they raised sixty thousand dollars last year for Make a Wish, which was a great venture. And we'll be right back. Hummer from Hamilton or Tesla in Toronto, you're on the air with Dave's Corner Garage. To reach Dave and Alan on Zoomer Radio, call four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Or toll free at 1 866 740 4740. Or drop them a line online at davescornergarage.com. If it's true that Salem All Season Tires deliver a quiet and smooth ride and maximum tread life for around half the cost of the competition's tire, then shouldn't everyone be switching to Salem All Season Tires? You'd think so. Then again, not everyone is as smart as you. Take Salen with you through every turn. Find a dealer at salentires.ca and drive smart on Salen all-season tires. <sighs> Spring has arrived. Did you know your vehicle actually rusts faster in warmer weather? Now is the best time to visit Crown, Canada's number one rust protection. An annual visit to Crown will help your vehicle to look better and last longer. Trust the experts at Crown. Visit crown.com for more information and a special spring offer. Crown. Protect. Maintain. Save. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage, brought to you in part by Lease Busters. Bust out of your lease now. Go to Canada's number one lease takeover destination. Find out more at leasebusters.com. Alrighty, we're back. I don't know where we went. We didn't go nowhere. We didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm still here. Yeah, same here. I didn't move. Uh, Trevor Hutchins is on the phone with Crown, and I was. Uh, good morning, Trevor. Good morning, David. Want to read the headline? It says over forty-six hundred cars washed, over sixty thousand dollars raised. Thank you, Canada. That's phenomenal. Make a wish. Uh, should be proud of your association. Yeah, they, they are just great folks over at the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And so we are uh, uh, full steam ahead gearing up for our Wash for a Wish on Saturday, June 17th. So we're hoping that we will well-equipped eclipse that uh, $60,000 mark. And I anticipate that we'll probably be closer to 8,500 washes this year. Wow. Yeah, one of them we had rain, remember, and we still did okay. 
Yeah, it was amazing. You know, people still came out. Some people just came out and said, don't wash my car, but uh, they, they're very close to the charity. And, and it was uh, just, I mean, it touches everybody. There's a lot of great charities out there, and Wash for a Wish is very close to our hearts. Well, there may be some listeners that don't know what this is all about. What are you guys doing? So what we're doing, uh, Alan, for the last probably about seven years now, we've partnered with the Wash a Wish Foundation. And what they do is they have this program that's designed to help uh, kids that have uh, diseases. Some of them are terminal, Mm -hmm. and it grants them uh, these special wishes. Some of them go to Disney World. uh, Others want to meet a Blue Jay or a Raptor. But one of the one of the neat things about their charity is that wherever uh, the money is raised, and so for instance, if money is raised in the Niagara region mm-hmm. uh, from the Wash for Wish, it's actually used to help a child or family in the Niagara region. Okay, so in June, uh, what was the seventeenth? You said. Yep, on Saturday, June seventeenth, people will bring their cars to any any crown location so on our website at crown.com is that you'll have a, a listing there of all our authorized crown dealers and all our shops that are participating in this you'll be able to see and go in there and we're not spraying any cars that day we're not doing anything but washing cars for we the are charity. Sp- right you're spraying them but with water not <laughs> not with crown <laughs> rust proofing that's that's right so you're, you're going to get the the absolute best possible car wash we can do but more importantly you're going to be contributing to a to a very worthwhile charity now it's interesting they did i was looking this up Four hundred and fifteen thousand wishes were granted since nineteen eighty. Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you know, we we had a, a young young man from Brampton uh, come out to one of our uh, dealer gatherings, and I got to tell you, there was not a, a dry eye in the place listening to this young man uh, come out and thank us for the wish he was granted, and. Uh, you know he's amazing. His parents are amazing, but it's it it really does go to to help some folks that when they're going through very difficult times, uh, bring a little bit of joy to them. Now, is there a fixed fee for this, or do you pay what you want? Uh, well, we we have a recommended uh, ten dollar donation okay. for the car wash, uh, and then of course we we kick in. We have a uh, a bag full of uh, crown stuff that we. Um, that we provide for them. Uh, but m- many people are, I mean, the folks are just so generous. Uh, it, it's not uncommon that people are leaving $20 or more when they come through. And it's, it's, it's a really good community event. And that's, that's what we do right across North America at all our crown locations. They're, they're all involved in this and, and everybody has really gotten into this. It's, it's become one of the biggest events that we put on through the year. That's super. I got to tell you, right now I'm still throwing dirt on my truck, <laughs> just to get ready. You know, like. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate that. We we are looking forward to washing your truck. If you see a brown and a little bit of a yellow truck, you'll see that's my truck, <laughs> and it has been crowned since new. So uh, exactly, it's good stuff. I, you know, I really recommend recommend I commend you folks for doing this because. Uh, Saturdays and things like that. It's a big business day, and to give that all up. Yeah, hats off. Yeah, hats, hats off, off to you. Well done. For doing a great job. How many years Crown been around now? Uh, since April of 1986, so, you yeah. know, we're 30, 31 years now. Uh, and, and, you know, one thing I'd like to say, too, um, 
a lot of our partners in the trades are mechanical shop partners, body shop, auto dealerships. Uh, their support's absolutely incredible as well uh, that, that we get for, for both our company, but especially for the Wash for a Wish. Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, you know, we, we couldn't do it without that. And the support that you guys give us every year uh, really means a lot to us. Thank you very much. Well, hey, listen, as a guy who has to bust his knuckles on occasion, you know, we appreciate a car that actually will come apart and not fall apart. Yeah. And so that's why we like when people use your product. You know, when you see the car shows on television when they're always in the desert and they unscrew, it doesn't happen up here. No, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't happen up here. And that's the, no. the, the, what I used to say uh, when, I was, when I was selling your product was that the longer your car lasts, the longer I could be of service. <laughs> well, exactly, because because when it does fall apart, because it's totally eaten up, um, there's nothing to fix anymore. <laughs> we start all over. Trevor, Crown's available at crown.com. Crown.com, and uh, you'll find all our products and participating dealers there as well. And if you can't make it down, for one reason or another, you can donate online. That that's correct. You can go online and make make a donation for the wash for a wish. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we do that, and uh, we're glad to be involved. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Have a great weekend, everybody. You, you too. Be you careful. Too. Talk to you soon, Trevor. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes, yeah, fascinating stuff, huh? I think. Where would you go if you had your own wish to go anywhere you'd like? To go anywhere I want. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I. But it, but one of those wishes is to meet like a celebrity or somebody special. Yeah, I'd like to meet Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back at Dave's Corner Garage, coming to you live and somewhat clear. Where's my uh, banana sandwich? Uh... <laughs> I hear the music. That means we're back. Yes, we are. All righty. Where we this, go? we got to go quickly because it's our last break. But the, the headline is, license plates are to be denied to drivers with outstanding HTA fines. And Terry knows all about this stuff. Only because the Ministry of Transportation asked us to share this information with uh-huh. the dealer community because it's really going to affect dealers as well as uh, drivers. So on May 1st, uh, the Ministry of Transportation and Service Ontario changed the rules. Previously, you couldn't renew your, your license plate uh, if you had outstanding parking tickets or 407 tolls. Charged, right, right? Yes. Uh, But as of May 1st, so again, 13 days ago, if you have any outstanding fine for a driving offense, speeding tickets, maybe it's a big one, maybe you got stopped under the Insurance Act for driving without insurance. If you've got a conviction and an unpaid fine for any of those, you won't be able to renew transfer or obtain a license plate. And so it was important that we let dealers know because it's very often that dealers, you know, get the plates for their customers for a new car or transfer their plates. So we wanted dealers to be aware that they're going to go to the Service Ontario office to do that and they may find out that that customer of theirs owes hundreds, potentially even thousands of dollars in fines and they can't plate the vehicle until those fines are paid. Right, and you don't find this out until you've actually brought the car in, did the PDI, (laughs) washed it, Put on the extras, and then all of a sudden, last minute, find out I can't plate it. Wow! Yeah, so that's that, that, and that's that. That's the reason I know about this because it really is. It's an MTO and Service Ontario. Uh, now the other part uh, of this is that you could actually have a, a license that's suspended. And you wouldn't even know it was suspended. That's right. So if you, if you have these outstanding fines, it's almost your license probably is suspended. Uh-huh. But if you haven't received the letter from MTO for whatever reason, 
you won't know about it. So the dealers are even being told that if they do pay the fines for their customer, and then they're obviously <laughs> going to get the fines back, those, those monies back from their customer, that they're going to be given a temporary driver's license that they have to give to their customer. And so all of this changed, as I said, May 1st without any, you know, there was no big public announcement. So this may be news to dealers that are listening and it may be news to uh, to consumers okay. as well. So is where where do we go like, I'm going to do this afternoon. Where do we go and find out if we're suspended or not? Uh, you can do it your own driver's license abstract. It's uh, on, on, on the web. Yeah. Uh, Service Ontario uh, would probably be the right website to go to. Okay. And they can pay, I think I paid 32 bucks. I had to do it down in the States. I had to pay $32. Mm-hmm. And as the service does it within 24 hours yeah. that you get your abstract. Now, is this, say my wife's car is in my name, which it is. Mm-hmm. Now, say she got speeding tickets on the car and stuff like that. Am I responsible in my license or she's responsible? No, it's, it's, it would be – each of us has a RIN, a registration identification uh, number. So it's going to be those fines and, and convictions are associated to you. So it, w- it would also be vehicles that are in your RIN. Mm. So mm. Now you know what I mean. Up the RIN. <laughs> RIN tin tin. <laughs> Honey, I got a bang in the back of my car. No, so the reality is you could, your license could be suspended if you never took care of the problem or you forgot about it, and yep. um, I'll take care of it next time. And But now you won't be able to, even if it's not, you're not buying a new car at a dealership, even if you just want to renew your own license plate, yes. you won't be able to until those fines are paid. Now, is there a fine against against the fine? In other words, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you owe $500 for speeding or something, but there's an extra charge on top of that? Yeah, any time that we're, there's a provincial offense that's levied, <laughs> there's a something called a victim fine surcharge. It's okay. 25%. Whoa. And that's, that's levied on, on all provincial charges. And what the province is doing here is they are trying to collect outstanding driving offenses fines dating back seven years. There's, they, they tell us there's $320 million in outstanding driving offenses, fines that they're trying to collect. That could pay off our hydro. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have to pay HST on the fine? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) They could pay off our hydro like that with that. Really? So you no, really? So you, so you got the fine, and then you got a fine levied on the fine, and then you got to pay HST on the fine. So here's my money, and that's fine. Now I understand when the wife says fine, how it's not a good thing. Okay, fine is not a good thing. Yeah, but it's interesting. And all this happened May the 1st. Man, it's unbelievable how much changes. Yeah, yeah. Right? And all brought to you by your local computer system. If it wasn't for the computer system. Well, no, periodically it does happen, though. You know, people move houses. They move addresses. And they forget to tell the ministry, for example. So, so here you've got, you know, you, here you had a fine levied against you, and which they mailed you. Well, it didn't go to your, it went to your where you were living originally, Before, not yeah. where you are now. So you don't really know. You walk in cold, like you say, in, into the license bureau and say, oh, I just want to get my sticker. And they go, uh, yeah, hang on, we got to talk. <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff, huh? Yeah. Interesting stuff. So interesting day this morning. So number one, Sault Ste. Marie, the dealership's name was? Uh, you're... I'm gonna to have to look it up. <laughs> you caught me off. You caught me off guard. Personal touch auto. Personal Limited. touch. Yes. Personal touch. Exactly. So an appropriate name. <laughs> if you've been inappropriately personally touched yes. in the zoo, Give you better us a go call. to your doctor for yeah. a needle. <laughs> so personal touch, right? And uh, if you've got a problem with that, like uh, you've got a case against them or you've done business with them. I would definitely start investigating my ownership of that vehicle. Hey, yeah, uh, if you if if there's anyone listening in the Sioux that's dealt with this 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 dealership, and you bought a car from them, 
check it to make sure that there's no outstanding liens on it that shouldn't be there. And also, if you traded a car into them, make sure that any liens that were oh, on right. it that in your name have been removed. And if that's if either of those situations is not the case, call OMVIC right away. That's right. You know, you could be trading your car in and you still owe money on it. Yep. Because yeah. you never paid it off. That's right. And if you paid money for an extended warranty at the same place, you yeah. may not even that's have right. one. That's right. Check with the warranty company. Make sure the warranty's in place. If it's not, call OMVIC. What a sinkhole. What a sinkhole. Wow. Stinker Cinco. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure, guys. Right. Omvic is at omvic.ca. It is. O-M-V-I-C.ca. It's fascinating reading. Uh, Alan, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it's time to get the winter tires off. Well, it was time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put my rain tires on. And uh, Sebastian, without you and all the work you do behind the scenes, uh, nothing of this would happen. Thank you to Alan, our, sorry, Alan, to Steve for not being here. <laughs> 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 our audience is missing today. And have a great weekend. How did uh, we do it? Huh? How did we do it? I don't know. I just, we just whistled right through it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Drive safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Who cares about the clouds and we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy trail. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.